0: We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, or if you let some terrorist group drew it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden who was a known CIA asset in the 80s, he's the boogeyman they need. Continuing our top local story, hundreds of people reported that a great, broken the sky over Tokyo last It's coming.
1: In the stars, there are bright ones and there are those that are dear. Why can't I make you understand? Serious... Oh! Nothing good can ever come from staying with normal people. Stop
0: You're not gonna be a dictator, are you? I said no, 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 other than day one. Be very careful. Forged out of the past and into the present. Into the dream of the future. Good morning, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Today is Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. I'm Luigi with the American Branch of the Pole News Network. We're going to talk about today. we we're going to talk about Chuck Schumer and Thomas Massey getting into it on X, Oi, they Then, on the invincibility of an aircraft carrier. And for the finale, what's causing people to detach from society? That's the show today. There's no fucking news today. The debates are going on between the puppet candidates. Who's gonna take the place if Trump gets assassinated? That <laughs> it would all. It would all. The game would be so apparent at that point, wouldn't it? Once if Trump got assassinated, it would really would be the tipping point, wouldn't it? That would be. That would be a pretty fun path. I don't know. That path could get pretty, that path could get pretty intense, that path, the Trump assassinated path, I definitely don't wish for that, (laughs) dictator Trump seems much funner to me, that's the show, let's get to do it, shall we, first, thank you Fashi for the 148, thank you, 148 bucks, 80 cents, 1488, 14 words, hail Hitler, yes, thank you, blessed Hitler, bless. My hero, our hero, fourteen words, something about like a, I've got, I'm not good with this. Sh- I'm not good at memorization stuff. A white future for white families and the white race or something. Or something like that. I don't know. So the fourteen words it pisses Kike's off. I don't fucking remember. Some stupid. I'm bad at memorization. Just Google it. The ADL will tell you. <laughs> the ADL will tell you what it means. Thank you. Based. And then we got eleven dollars from Diogenes. Have some knack on me, Lou. He wants me to take supplements. He wants me to eat magnesium product and get healthy, I guess. Yes, I should probably do those things. we got to talk about Chuck Schumer and Massey. Massey posted Congress these days, and it has the the old, like, nah, I don't want this meme. America patriotism, they don't. Congress does not want American patriotism. Nah, that's not cool. No, no, thank you. Congress these days, what does Congress want? Zionism. Yeah, Zionism is what Congress wants. Yeah, that's what they want. Spring Badger. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. That's the one. That's it. I love those 14 words. It was some, I knew it was something to do about children and family and... Actual good mortals. People think it's so evil. Like God. People think Hitler was so evil, and what he stood for was so bad. But he just was trying to rebuild his country for a a future, a future utopia of whiteness and civilization. And he fixed Germany. When, when, while he was in charge, Germany was fixed. Germany was. Would it have stayed fixed? I don't know. Maybe we will never know. We'll never know. Would it have worked? Would it not have worked? Don't know, but it was working while it was while he was there. It was working. They fixed it. They did. They did. They did it. <laughs> National socialism. They figured it out. And still, somehow, the, those Jewish fucking worms seem to wiggle out. They wiggle out and survive. <laughs> Every time in history, they get to the brink of annihilation, and somehow those fucking cockroaches scurry through that crack and get away. <laughs> those motherfuckers. You know what I picture it in my head as? I picture it as a fucking, a skinny, disgusting looking kike with his yarmulke on, crawling towards a new country's legs. Like the new country is standing there looking down at the Jew and the Jew looks up at him with the puppy dog eyes, whimpering, looking back at us, pointing and saying, it hurt me, it hurt me, save me, please, save me. And it grins in evilness before it's about to leech off a new victim. <laughs> you know, like that evil motherfucker using pity to sink its way into another country. Just, oh my God. That's the mental image I get when I think of kikes, man. They are fucking evil. Evil. And they always worm away. People are starting to see, though. People are starting to see, and they're, they're starting to see because there's so much powerful diversity in Islamists. It's It's fucking Islam. We have so many people practicing Islam here that it's it's just they hate the kikes as well. (laughs) The kikes are trying to destabilize America, and in doing so, they also destabilize themselves. It's like handing a monkey a roll of firecrackers, lighting the fuse, and then throwing the monkey into a pack of monkeys. And then when the firecrackers go off, you sit there laughing at the monkeys all freaking out. And then all of a sudden a monkey randomly flies up and scratches your face a bunch. It's like, like, you know, you know, just sometimes the monkey flies at your face and scratches the shit out of it. It just happens sometimes. Flying crazy monkey. The evil Jews do evil things and then it turns against them randomly and they wonder why it happened. Dare I say based politician? (laughs) Massey was the only one to vote against the... There was some bill about reinforcing Congress's dick sucking to Israel. I mean, that's that's all it was. That Congress is now passing bills that don't do anything. They just say like, "Oh, we stand behind Israel." Like, what what the fuck? Who co- Okay, you stand united behind Israel? What the fuck does this vote even achieve? Oh, it just shows that we're united against with we stand with Israel on all issues. What? What does that even mean? Congress works for the American people. Why the fuck are you uh, pledging allegiance to Israel in the form of a bill? It makes no fucking sense. It makes sense if you're a corrupt fucking d- d- bo- body elected to suck Israeli dick and you want to confirm, like, we're still on your side, look Israel. We're t- we would totally unanimously vote for you for anything. We promise, we, speak. we promise, we swear. We swears you swear. What the fuck? Also, Chuck Schumer's just the most quintessential evil Jew. The dude looks like a fucking demon. The dude looks like a goblin. He looks like a goblin from Harry Potter. Dude has like, dude's like hunched over. He basically shits his pants every time he walks. His pants pulled up to his fucking, but he looks like a goddamn penguin. He has the beak-like nose. The beak, most beakiest like nose you could ever imagine. Dude looks like a penguin. Dude looks p- vulture penguin-like. Fucking base hell, Massey. Eh, this seems slightly like a this seems like a attention-seeking campaign thing. Because when it's a basically a unanimous vote and one person votes against it, then they're kind of they're the villain. They're the one that gets all the attention. I don't know. It, it's a strategy in and of itself. Maybe he's controlled opposition. Maybe it's controlled opposition. Who the fuck knows? Not the only gym today. He drops some more bombs. Fake account. This Italian says Massey was already picked as anti-Semite of the month or some shit like that. <laughs> really? If you only cared half as much about our border as you do about my tweets, tweet at Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer give a shit. They want our border to be porous. Oh look, a little lowly firing a MP5. Sick. U.S. House passes a resolution declaring anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Well, that's cool. Okay, cool. Anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Cool, cool. Can you define either of those fucking things for us, please? Can you define anti-Zionism? and Can you define anti-Semitism for us, please? I'll sit here and wait for you to define those things because they are purposefully vague. They're purposefully vague because they want it to encompass as much stuff and shit as possible. This Frenchman says Palestinians sacrificed themselves so the world could free themselves from the Jews. I don't know, man. We're not—we're no closer to freeing ourselves from the Jews than when we started. But people are waking up. The public consciousness is shifting, and the Overton window is shifting. So, so public opinion is going more towards fuck Jews. But I mean, the normies are by no means woken up yet. Boomers, every single boomer. Loves Israel right now. Every boomer. Once we start turning some of the boomers against Israel, that's when the tide will start to shift in our favor. That's when the war will be in our favor, I believe. Like, look at Schumer. Look at that beak-like nose. Have you ever seen someone more kike-like? Dio says, if freedom is ever to be had, then every day we get closer to it. Yeah, freedom from the kikes. Exa- yeah, we're getting closer and closer to it. People are waking up more and more. When the crash happens, either people will wake up or will be enslaved. One of the two options. (laughs) So the two options, enslavement or enlightenment. Those are the two options. Next thread. The invincibility of an aircraft carrier. Preface. I denounce the Talmud. I refuse to lurk more. I will not be raked. And Jannies need to know... This is about politics and propaganda behind carriers, not their firepower and K2 faggotry. Hello, Paul. This is all Reddit Spacey, mind you. And it's from a leaf. (laughs) Over the, that's why you said you didn't want to get raked. Over the past several months, I have seen much talk on this board and others about the invincibility of an aircraft carrier and how their strike groups are untouchable. I would like to post to dispel this notion and explain how easy it is to actually take down a carrier. Allow me to introduce pick related. Paul K. Van Ripper, retired lieutenant of the US Marines. Some old guy with lots and lots of badges and shit. Ripper participated in a 2002 war game designed to mimic what the states would face in the Middle East. This war game was called Millennium Challenge 2002. Look it up. It's a fun read. Ripper commanded Red Team. Red Team received an ultimatum from Blue Team, essentially a surrender document demanding a response within 24 hours. Thus, warned of Blue's approach, Red used a fleet of small boats to determine the position of Blue's fleet by the second day of the exercise. In a preemptive strike, Red launched a massive salvo of cruise missiles that overwhelmed the Blue Force's electronic sensors and destroyed 16 warships, one aircraft carrier, 10 cruisers and five of Blue's six amphibious ships. An equivalent success in a real conflict would have resulted in the deaths of over 20,000 service personnel. Soon after the cruise missiles offensive, another significant portion of Blue's navy was sunk by an armada of small red boats, which carried out both conventional and suicide attacks that capitalized on Blue's inability to detect them as well as they had expected. So OP just says carriers are weak, they can get attacked. I agree. I don't think carriers are strong at all. The reason U.S. carriers are so strong, the main reason, and the reason that everyone cites is that if a U.S. aircraft carrier is attacked in our treaties, that gives us justification to launch nukes at you. That is basically like since aircraft carriers are basically mobile cities, they have a population of if you guys didn't know, an aircraft carrier has the population of a fucking city. It's a it has a the population of a city on that fucking thing. That's how many people are on that thing. It's a it's a mobile city. It's a weapon platform. So the the real danger of attacking a US aircraft carrier is the threat of nuclear retaliation. That is the, that's the, what scares people. That's why when we park our aircraft carriers off the coast and people start getting a little, little touchy-feely with them, everyone starts getting, ain't like starting scared because they don't know, like, was the US gonna retaliate with nukes? Are we gonna, like, what are we gonna do? People don't know. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't what? Badger, no, it doesn't what? So Badger says, 1200 max people for Nimitz. Nimitz. Right here. Aircraft carriers, they're also known as cities at sea because between 5,000 and 6,000 people work, eat, sleep, react, relax on them for months at a time. They're known as cities at the sea, Badger. That's their fucking nickname. I know what I'm talking I'm s- kind of know what I'm talking about, kind of. Approximately. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, that's the, that's the real fear for the aircraft carriers. I think they're not that hard to take out, I think, especially with drones now. If they just sent a wave of kamikaze drones at a parked carrier, I think they could probably blow it up or take it out or do a... Maybe not blow it. They could probably do significant damage to it. They could probably kill a few people. Would they sink it? I don't know. Carriers could take a lot of damage. Carriers are segmented. Their holes are segmented. So they could take damage in part of the ship and keep going. It takes a lot of It takes a lot of hits to sink it. This American says, good thread, this scenario seems very plausible, and I bet it keeps some admirals up at night. <laughs> what? what? Man, look, look, one place I would not want to be is on an aircraft carrier or something, because every time in history, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was, our our Navy was parked, and the Japs said, fuck you, U.S., boom, we're just going to blow up your entire entire Navy behind your back. So they came... They snuck in, they blew up our whole navy, and they thought they got, they, they thought they had won. They're like, we gotcha, ya <laughs> no more navy for you, bitches. We're like, oh, okay, cool, uh, well, enjoy this nuke, faggots. <laughs> so we dropped a nuke on their cities and shit, and they, and they gave up really quickly. <laughs> they gave up really quickly. Yeah, we have no navy, but we have nuclear weapons, you fucks. But now everybody has nuclear weapons, so that doesn't really matter anymore. We kind of fucked that up we kind of shit that advantage away really quickly we didn't shit that advantage away we had nukes we could have taken advantage of that power gap but instead we just sat around and let jews steal the technology and sell it to our enemies that's literally jews stole nuclear technology you need to you need to know that guys jewish demons stole nuclear technology the technology to end the world and not only did they give it back to Israel, they sold it to the Soviets and gave them the technology. Our enemies. Like, beyond evil itself. Beyond evil itself. Every... The more and more I learn, the more and more I see that every single problem, every problem, can be traced back to a Jew. Can be, It's always the fault of a fucking Jew. A Jew, it's is always behind, sometimes a white could be behind it, or a, a nigger or something, but when you look further, it's always because of a fucking kike, pulling the strings. So fucking stupid. Bashy Chad says, that's why we Kennedy was assassinated, he tried to stop Israel from having nukes. Exactly, CIA. CIA is a kike-led organization. An organization that has more power than the president, that is controlled by Jews. Yes. I fear for my life daily from that organization and the FBI and related agencies. Samerica so says, if it happens, it was planned by governments for a false flag operation. Millennium challenge, huh? <laughs> what? Just because they had a training exercise. Oh, they practice, ah, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, automated gun weapon. Cool, yeah. Me. Submarine entered the chat. Do you know what people have been posting? People have been posting that Soviet doomsday submarine. Lately, basically, Russia, ha- you know how America has the f- the super command center in the sky? It's the mobile Pentagon. It's basically a plane that can serve. Basically, if there's a nuclear blast that happens while this plane is flying, all the electronics are double hardened. It could basically keep flying in the case of a nuclear attack so that the president can be on the constant move, safe from nukes. And there's we have more than one of them, blah, blah, blah. So while we have that... The Russians have this super massive mega sub with super torpedoes and it, it has like four, it has like two submarines in the submarine. It's like submarines and submarines. Put a submarine in your sub so you could sub while you sub. That kind of shit. Cool. I hope the Russian doomsday sub is real. Here's the Poseidon intercontinental nuclear powered torpedo of which the super doomsday sub is supposed to have like six of them. Or more. More probably. Someone post the super submarine. People are posting a lot of like anti-drone tech, anti-drone weapons. That will probably be more common. This Australian says Ripper did so well they had to rig the rules against him (laughs) mid-exercise. Yeah. Imagine being so good at the war game, they have to like change the war game rules. Do you think they're gonna you think there's gonna be rules in real life? Think people are gonna hold back in real life? No. No, they're not. Spring badger says the tsunami nuke torpedo exactly yeah it's the torpedo they it's the torpedo that supposedly they would launch off the coast of the United Kingdom to basically bury every per- it would basically kill everybody in the United Kingdom the United Kingdom would get buried under a tidal wave that's bigger than the fucking continent itself it'd be it be like be like a super tsunami that that fucking obliterates the entire fucking I'm sure stuff would survive, but a lot of stuff would get fucked up by that man. Their whole their whole infrastructure would be just annihilated, and then Russia could just do it again if they wanted. <laughs> they could just do it again. like oh, it didn't. They they're all not dead yet. Okay, put, do another one. Do another one. Another super tsunami. <laughs> Fuck, bro, that'd be fun to watch. That'd be hella fun to watch. The F thirty five B. Oh my God, the F thirty five b It's a system, but better. whatever we'll get to the finale of the day finale what's causing people to detach from society i talked to a late 20s buddy who moved to colorado last year he hasn't made one friend this is typical now even with children picture is my birthday all alone jj fresh 3.3 million views six years ago and it's a dude just all by himself in an apartment complex or whatever his apartment by himself eating cake wonderful then we got Camelot, 331, 2.3 million views. I'm 31, have no friends. Emotional, I'm sorry. I'm just so emotional. He literally is crying. Wow. You have a whole lot of goy slop in your... Look at all these Vidgey games you got, though. You got Vidgey... I'm blocking them. He has an arcade cabinet for Mortal Kombat 2. Dude, you have an arcade cabinet you could play all day. And you're sad about being alone? Wow, it's almost like... It's almost like... Family is what fills the void inside, not material things. It's people, not objects. The mean- We're figuring out the meaning of life, guys. It's the meaning of life. Wow. Yeah, go, go find a woman and make babies. That's really the meaning of life is to make babies, buddy. You're lonely and sad because you... you Your body wants to reproduce, have a wife and children to take care of and experience life together with. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. You're trying to fill a void with... with You're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Doesn't fit, bud. Doesn't fit. Also, it's having a bunch of people at your birthday party is kind of a child thing. Like when you're a kid, you invite people to your birthday party and then if people show up, it's kind of a sign of... It's not even really a sign of popularity. People just used to do it. People don't really do it anymore. After COVID, everyone's scared shitless just to have... Having a kid within five inches of another kid, goddamn Karen has a heart attack. Oh my God, my kid's gonna get germs. Oh my God. That's what our society is now. That's the normie society of Karens and bullshit. When I have my when I have birthday with my family, I don't even I don't even like my birthday anymore. I don't want to even do a birthday. I hate having all the attention and stuff. It's kind of the grass is always greener thing. It's nice. It's wonderful to have. I love it, but I love my family and I lo- I want us all to be. I don't want a bunch of presents. I want us all to have presents and profit from life and the experience of everything. I just I don't know. I want. Everyone to be empowered and uplifted. That's what I want. This American says friends are only enemies that haven't turned on you yet. <laughs> friends are only enemies that haven't turned on you yet. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's That's the story of Lou's life. That's the story of Lou's life. Friends are only enemies that haven't turned on you yet. That really is the story of Lou's life. Wow. <laughs> that post hits me hard rough even still i try to have a positive outlook on life and i don't let that make me bitter or not trust people you can't you can't go through life being the angry cat lady it's not healthy you'll die you'll die faster <laughs> you'll kill you you'll kill yourself with stress you need to relax and calm thyself no one's telling him to make babies nobody is telling him to make babies This American says, for me, it's the freedom of not having to give a shit about someone else's wants or needs. I can do whatever I want whenever I want and don't have to ask anyone for permission. Want to go eat somewhere? Go do it. I don't, dude, this is, this is a trick. Being able to do whatever you want is nice. Yes, having self-reliance is nice, but what are you doing with it? It can empower you, but it could also weaken you as a person. You know what's strong and powerful? Having a family unit. Having, creating a cohesive unit of the family where you have children, you have grandchildren, you have a heritage, a fucking lineage that is building upon itself. You have a bloodline, man. You have a bloodline working towards a goal. That's the fucking vision. That's the, what do you think the Rockefellers are? The Trumps, the Obamas, the, the Bidens, okay? It's a fucking family. It's a family unit. It's a, (laughs) despite how evil and corrupt and bullshit they are, it's a bunch of people working together towards a common goal. And that's powerful. That's power. That's something. And if you can, if you can cultivate that into something good, something wholesome, something just, it's one of the greatest thing. It's one of the greatest parts of life there is. That is life. That is the meaning of life, building something, building a family. To be tricked into thinking that being alone is powerful, that's a Jewish trick. Being alone can empower you in certain ways, but it can also weaken you in certain ways. And I think it's more a Jewish psyop that being alone is powerful. Because being alone isn't powerful. Being alone isn't powerful. The the meme of friendship always wins in the end isn't, isn't completely bullshit or cringe. It actually is true. Having, is this the, is this the power of universe seven, the power of trust. This must be the secret of the seventh universe, the power of trust. Ah! The power of trust. Yes. The power of trust. Yes. It's powerful, man. I, I honestly believe that the good emotions, the hero emotion, the trust, honor, I don't even know if honor's in there, but, you know, the good, the good stuff, the good morals, the good deeds, the good, the good, the good juju. That's what powers a future I want to be a part of. That's what I want to be a part of. A future that you want to live in. A world that we all want to live in. A world that isn't subverted by kikes to destroy us from within that's not a healthy society a healthy society is a bunch of people all working together for a common goal to help and push forward their own people they want to empower they everyone is working together to help each other that's a strong society and that's what we need to push for and towards that's my show please like comment subscribe You guys have a wonderful day. Friendship is magic. Also, thank you, Goo, for the lots of Moony. I almost forgot to thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Fashi, the enormous 1488 donation. Incredible. 148. Thank you. And thank you, Dio, for the 11 bucks. Incredible. You guys, insane. Insane support. I love you guys. Thanks. Bye.
1: Do your best to ignore the nigger. Do zero to 60 in 2.7 seconds, an 11 second quarter mile. It's got about 845 horsepower. It has torque vectoring at the rear. It's absurd. They call it the beast. I think that makes it the fastest production pickup truck factory ever. It's about the size of an F-150 Lightning. A little, little bit smaller. Uh, This is an aero cap that is removable. So this is the premium tire that's going to come on a 20 inch rim. But this is a plastic aero cap with like this outside rubber. It's actually a two-piece. And it'll get you a couple percent more range on the truck. But if you don't like the look of it, or if you're off-roading, pop that off. And that's how the the truck's stock wheel will look. The truck bed. Uh, There's a lot going on here, actually. Look at this gigantic slope. It kinda, it looks like a dump truck to me, but one thing you should know is, first of all, a dampened opening for the tailgate, but it's not a power opening tailgate, so you will have to manually close the thing, but it is a nice soft damp. And then the other side is the powered tonneau cover. It can support up to 300 pounds. They told me I could do it, so here we are. I'm not gonna jump, but I'm told, 300 pounds of force from somebody standing on one foot. So I think if I jumped, I could probably break the thing, but the fact that I'm standing on it and it's not breaking, that's pretty good. And it's a motorized tonneau cover, which means pretty smooth. Nice. When you close the tonneau cover, you are completely blocking your rear visibility. The bed size. The official length of the bed for the F-150, the Lightning got over there, was 66 inches on paper. Now when I uh, line this up here, I get all the way to 72 inches, so it's a solid six foot bed. But there's a little bit of overhang over here, so if I subtract a little bit to account for that, it's about the same, 66 inches. And there's a little bit of a sub trunk which is pretty cool to see. And there is a drain plug. So if you want to make a cooler out of it and tailgate, is a pretty good vehicle to do that. There's no spare tire, no spare wheel. If you do want one, you can buy one separately and tie it up in the trunk, but you don't get one by default. And then the other thing is there's power in the trunk. So 220 volts here and one 240 volt. If you want to charge a vehicle, with a nine kilowatts out, you can use literally the thing you'd plug into a dryer outlet. You can plug that in here, plug it into a vehicle and give battery to another EV. Bottle cap opener over there. That's the truck bed. No door handles on the Cybertruck and they're sticking to it. There's a little button right here that's indented. You press that button and when it's unlocked, it sort of pushes it out maybe two inches. Then you grab in here and open the whole door. And then you close it. The auto presented windows, they all close themselves up here. They're frameless windows. Same thing actually back here, smaller button, you press it, it opens it and it works. And this is actually a full 90 degree door. I love that there's like stainless steel in here. It's very clearly all metal. It's got a nice thunk to it too. If it's cold or if it's frozen, if there's like an inch of ice over here, is this gonna work? Tesla's telling me, and this is a a California company that tells me these things, but they're telling me up to an inch of ice If you can break through that ice and press this button, it'll push with enough force to open it and break the ice off. Also, there's two tow hitch rigs on the front, which is awesome. There is a front camera for the first time ever in a Tesla, believe it or not. That's useful on a truck like this where you can't actually see over the front. Then you have this huge daytime running light, but also the headlights, the actual headlights, are just these slots down here. Yes, there's a front trunk, and it's automatically opening, so you just reach in and push the button in like that. And it's a pretty shallow front trunk, I gotta say. See if I can actually fit both. Because this is basically the exact size you'd want for like an airplane overhead. If you actually had to travel with stuff in the front trunk, could you fit it? Not quite. It's really close. I think maybe you might have to do some Jenga to turn them down. As long as they're behind this seal, I think I'm good. Take two. Okay, so that's basically your exact limit. First of all, this glass, this glass canopy from the nose of the car all the way back to right in front of my head is the single largest piece of glass in the entire automotive industry. Like if you tried to order a piece of glass this big for your house, it would be a big piece of glass. But this is the biggest windshield we've ever seen. And it kind of is is this nice dramatic canopy when you're just like looking around and visibility in the truck is very good. Look at this magnetic connector up top to get that in place so that's cool and everything but then you have just this big open tray space which i believe the rivian also has and then that's just that's a ton of room for activities look at this not that that's better than having a seat but you could put a bunch of boxes back here and these are also heated left and right not middle but heated left and right rear seats ride height you tap the wheel there We are at the sort of a entry ride height where it squats to be as easy as possible to get into. You can also go low, medium, or high, and it adjusts super fast. There's a pretty awesome 12 inches of suspension travel between the lowest mode and the highest mode. You can go all the way up to 17 inches of clearance in off-road mode. Extract mode is the absolute highest. It'll add another 80 millimeters of clearance, but it'll go a foot down from that, so that's pretty sick. And there are aluminum skid plates slash aero shields at the bottom of the truck, the craziest thing about the Tesla Cybertruck. Crazier than the design, crazier than the dimensions, crazier than everything else about it, is the steering. So it's a steer by wire system. This is the first time Tesla's done this. You can't actually change the steering weight or steering feel, it's always the same ratio all the time, but it's crazy for two reasons. One, there is rear axle steering and it is very, very active and really helpful. And two, is the total turn is less than 180 degrees for your maximum tightest turn. Usually you're used to doing a whole bunch of movement on the wheel, you don't have to do that anymore, so that kind of makes the muscle memory of grabbing the top of the squircle useless. So first of all, the rear wheel steer, it's awesome. It's up to 10 degrees in the opposite direction of the front wheels at low speeds under 40 miles an hour. And what that does, if you've heard of this before, it effectively shortens the wheelbase and allows you to turn way, way tighter. I think we'll do a sort of a comparison with the F-150 Lightning, which is a normal truck that doesn't have 10 degrees of rear wheel steer. And this one, it just means you can turn way sharper. It feels way more nimble in parking lots. It, it feels like it shrinks the wheelbase, the whole dimensions of the truck. It's great. It takes some getting used to, but it's very useful. And then at higher speeds, above 40 miles an hour, is when it actually changes one or two degrees in the same direction as the front wheel. So that's gonna feel more like Lengthening the wheelbase and a more stable movement changing between lanes at highway speed stuff like that But the fact that your entire steering radius is right there in less than one turn like half a turn is Crazy it takes some getting used to it It is awesome that you can turn around so easily and make those tight parking lot maneuvers and make this big truck feel smaller But it is it's really it's a lot with this one it's going to be that there is no rear visibility with the mirror when the tonneau cover is closed. So my tonneau cover is closed right now. Can't see anything behind me. But I've sort of started to remap my glance behind me to the preview of the rear facing camera which is on the screen all the time. And so I just keep glancing there to see what's behind me. You can actually move it to the left or right hand side so you get a bigger preview when it's on the right or you can just move it on the left. So yeah, that's that's the CyberTruck muscle memory remap is your rear view mirror doesn't have a camera mode, so if you wanna check behind you while the tunnel covers close, you're looking down there. Probably the funniest, most interesting option that I'm told about with this truck is the extended battery option. So all the Cybertrucks will have the same 123 kilowatt hour battery size, but as we all know, long road trips and towing and hauling things especially takes a toll on your battery. So there will be an optional battery, uh, an add-on battery that you put in the trunk that adds 120 miles of range. It also adds a ton of weight because now you're hauling around a huge battery. But now you have close to a 400, 450 mile range truck, which might be what people need to haul big things if they're going to work with it. It's it's interesting. I really feel like the biggest strength of the Cybertruck is it's got to be the the power, the sheer force of 2.7 seconds, 0 to 60, 800, 50ish horsepower, like no other truck moves in a straight line like this one does. But I'm also gonna include the steering as a pro. You gotta get used to it, but again, that tight turning radius and how nimble it feels, like on a highway, that's remarkably responsive. Like I can turn my wheel like this in a Model S Plaid and it does not feel as responsive as this. That's a crazy thing to say. So then its downside, it's gonna be one, just that people think it's ugly, and that's fine. A lot of people are gonna think it's ugly. And two is it's more expensive than we originally thought. It doesn't have that price advantage. I am driving a $100,000 truck right now. There's no way around that. The F-150 Lightning I'm following right now is gonna cost significantly less. The Rivian R1T and the the Hummer are also very expensive, but it's no longer an advantage that we might've thought it was gonna be. Now, this isn't a review. I haven't towed anything with this. I haven't used any of the trailer features. I haven't filled it up with rocks and mud and gotten it dirty. I haven't off-roaded at all. There is a total separate off-road mode in the thing I haven't used. I haven't road tripped in it. I haven't lived with it. I do have an order, so I plan on doing all that. But I think generally, as this is my second impressions ever and first time ever driving a thing, I think they really got themselves something solid here.